0: Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 54, and I'm drinking Christian Brothers Brandy. For each episode, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, entertaining, and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Christian Brothers for this episode because I've yet to feature a regular brandy. While I've highlighted a cognac, Remy Martin VSOP, which was episode 38, but I haven't done a straight grape brandy. So let's start with a very popular brand, and that happens to be the Christian Brothers. The bottle I have for the tasting is Christian Brothers Brandy, the VS, It is the 750 milliliter bottle. It is 80% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. And this one is cheap. It sells for $12 US. The bottle itself is clear glass. It has a clear plastic label applied to the front with the Christian Brothers Brandy VS on it. The printing for the name Christian Brothers is raised actually on this clear label. It then has a black shrink wrap around the top with CB and since 1882 around the neck. The neck is long enough you can carry the bottle in one hand in a fist. I kind of like that feature. The bottle is fairly flat and wide and it's got some stuff step, scalloped edges, maybe art deco. Nice looking model, simple back label. All right, let's go ahead and open this up. It does have a very handy for me uh, zip strip that's noticeable, so let's pull this off. All right, I believe there's a screw cap. Yes, screw cap underneath. Smells like brandy right out of the bottle. I am tasting, as always, with a clean Glencairn. Just neat, which is room temperature, not diluted, uh, right out of the bottle. So, let's go for a pour. There we go. In the glass, the color, it's an orange, caramel, copper, amber color to it on the nose. Pick up some of the fruit. I get a little fruit forwardness to it. Nothing offensive. I also pick up a hint of spice or pepperiness on the aroma. You can smell the oak a bit in it. Okay, let's go for a taste. Mmm. that i get caramelness some vanilla there's a fruitiness a, a, a brandiness to it if you've tasted brandy that's what you get it's the grape base spirits made from distilled wine essentially there's some of the oakiness from the aging it is quite smooth the vs the very smooth i get some of the ethanol the alcohol it is 40 percent abv after all but let's try it again yeah, pleasant mouthfeel as well. It doesn't burn, surprisingly. I mean, it is, the aftertaste is a little hot. Uh, Yeah, it's fruity and caramely and quite nice. I must say, I'm pretty happy for a $12 bottle. This is smooth, as the VS on the label says. So now on to history, but first I should tell you a bit about brandy as a type of spirit. And this is meant to be more of a basic overview and not a deep dive, but it's worth noting before getting into Christian Brothers specifically. Brandy as a name comes from the Dutch word brandy, which itself is derived from another word, which literally means burned wine. English eventually dropped the wine part of it and we ended up with simply brandy. In general, brandy refers to a distilled spirit of between 30 and 60% ABV distilled from fermented grapes, otherwise known as wine. But in colloquial use, brandy is often applied to other distilled spirits derived from other fruits, not just grapes. So you'll get a pear brandy or apple brandy. The French term eau de vie translates as water of life, and it's used interchangeably with non-grape-based brandies. So a pear brandy may also be called a pear eau de vie. The burned wine root from the Dutch refers to the origin of brandy and the fact that the wine was distilled to reduce its volume for ease of transport. This may have been done also to decrease import or export duties on the wine by concentrating it. The original intention was simply to make a wine concentrate that then would be diluted or reconstituted upon reaching its destination, presumably with pure water, thus yielding wine, by reducing the ABV from 30 to 60% down to 5 to 15 or so, somewhere in the realm of a ratio of 6 to 1. Additionally, storage in barrels and transport helped with the taste due to aging, even if brief. And eventually, people decided, wisely I would say, that simply drinking the wine concentrate was better than the reconstituted wine. In truth, it doesn't really work the way they intended. Adding water to brandy doesn't make it wine, and that's okay. So that's the basics of brandy. Now onto the Christian Brothers Brandy. This is specifically the VS, which in Christian Brothers parlance stands for very smooth. It's a bit confusing if you're used to cognac age quality statements as a VS Cognac refers to very special, and is a minimum of two years aged. Christian Brothers doesn't adhere to this, but likely hope for a bit of consumer confusion. However, it is noted that the brandy is aged for at least two years, so I guess it really is very special. Same age anyway. But for history, the bottle is misleading, saying it dates back to 1882. And the back of the bottle actually says this. It says, The Christian Brothers brandy dates back to the 1800s as one of the oldest, best-selling American spirits. The time-honored Copper Pot Still production method creates a full-bodied taste and rich flavor, enhanced by aging in hand-selected oak bourbon barrels for unequaled smoothness. That's not quite right because Christian Brothers didn't start making brandy until 1940. The 1882 date comes from the founding of the Christian Brothers Order in Martinez, California. The Christian Brothers are a worldwide order of laymen who are non-ordained priests in the De La Salle Brothers of the Christian Schools, a religious order dedicated to education. This is an organization founded in France in the 1600s, and the first group of men in the USA to be part of the order began in 1882, and that's the date on the bottle. Rather than the full name of Brothers of the Christian Schools, they often simply are known as the Christian Brothers. It seems one of the first things they did was begin making sacramental wine for their own use. They were quite good at it, and it seems they expanded production and began selling it to fund their schools. During Prohibition in the USA, they received a special license from the U.S. government to produce sacramental wine and kept producing. In 1930, they relocated to Napa Valley, California, and were one of the first groups to recognize the potential in the area as a wine-growing region. They'd go on to own well over a 1,000 acres of prime Napa Valley vineyards, and by the 1950s, they were a major supplier of table wines in the USA, along with sacramental wines. But much of the success in the wine business is often credited to a brother Timothy. Born Anthony George Diener in Elizabeth, New Jersey in 1910, Brother Timothy began his winemaking career in 1935, when at the age of 25, he was asked to work in the Order's winemaking operations. Prior to that, he had been a science teacher for the Christian Brothers. Perhaps his science background gave him a knack for winemaking and eventually brandy production. His career for Christian Brothers spanned more than a half century and made him the face of the wine brand. The addition of brandy is simply recounted on the Christian Brothers website as, Seeking to build on their strong wine tradition, Brother Timothy, the cellar master, began working to utilize the fine Napa Valley grape varietals to create a new product, and the Christian Brothers Brandy was born. And this was 1940. In 1988, Christian Brothers made about 70 million in revenues from brandy sales. They had grossed about 100 million that year, so 30 million was wine, 70 million was brandy. It was definitely their top earning product. The order sold their wine and brandy business the following year in 1989. They made the decision to sell because it coincided with Brother Timothy's retirement, which is recounted as either 1986 or 1989, depending on the source you check. The order says they also found it increasingly difficult to operate a wine and brandy business while also focusing on their educational mission. Perhaps their commercial success detracted a bit too much from their educational mission. I can only speculate but the company Hubline purchased all assets for a rumored $150 million in 1989. Hubline itself has a fascinating history, beginning as a restaurant founded in Hartford, Connecticut in 1862, and eventually owning brands as diverse as A1 Steak Sauce, Smirnoff Vodka, Ham's Brewery, Grey Poupon Mustard, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hubline was part of Grand Metropolitan at the time, a conglomerate out of England, And in 1996, Hubeline was rolled up into international distillers and vintners, becoming part of the spirits conglomerate Diageo. However, in 1999, Heaven Hill Brands acquired Christian Brothers Brandies, and as of the time of this recording, they still own the brand the vs is the primary product but there has been some brand extension you can get a apple flavored brandy a honey flavored brandy i believe they make it peach they've also done a white brandy and some special bottlings in the past but it's primarily the vs and then some flavors so that's the history now let's talk about how it's made Not a lot of production information is available, but the back of the bottle states it is bottled by CB Vineyards in Fairfield, California, or from Fairfield, California. doesn't specifically say it's bottled in California. My assumption is that the wine that's distilled into the brandy is grown and made in California but that the actual distillation is done in Kentucky. This is what most of my sources tend to show, is that Heaven Hill, they have big production facilities in Kentucky, and so this Christian Brothers Brandy makes sense that wine is being shipped from California to then be distilled in Copper Pot stills in Kentucky. It's then aged for a minimum of two years in used, hand-selected, bourbon oak barrels where there happened to be an abundant supply of these in kentucky because of the booming kentucky bourbon industry and that's about it it's then likely disgorged from the barrels probably blended together, it's not a single barrel, so it would be then blended and brought to bottling proof and bottled. There is no added color, it would have to be noted on the label if it had some certified color added. I've had many spirits that will list caramel color added that is not present on this. So this is the color you get from the barrel. And the use of a copper pot still, that's a traditional method for distilling brandy copper as a metal actually helps improve the flavor some of the sulfides will attach to the copper and it cleanses in a sense it makes the spirit a little more pure and you'll get an oxidization on the inside of the still the copper will turn black essentially and that's some of the impurities coming out so copper it's very malleable it's a great material to make a still out of but it also has benefits and it makes the product smoother so on to cocktails and consumption. What do you do with Christian Brothers Brandy? Well, I would recommend that you just enjoy it neat. Sip it right out of a glass. You could get yourself a brandy snifter if you want. It's a, a large bulbous um, glass, really meant to capture the aromas. You can hold it in your hand and swirl it, warm it up with the heat of your hand if you want. You also can enjoy it on the rocks. And if you got a cocktail recipe that calls for a brandy, this would work just fine so in summary what do i think of christian brothers brandy the vs i find that the vs is pretty true it is very smooth it's been quite nice as i've enjoyed this it's got a nice flavor it's not as complex as a cognac which is more refined and longer aged a little different but you know for a grape based spirit which a brandy is this is there's nothing wrong with this i enjoy it it's unoffensive maybe that's not the best review but Unoffensive is a good thing. If you're just looking for something easy drinking, go for this. And also this may be a little unfair to other brandies, but because it's the first brandy I've purchased and reviewed, it's the brandy I will judge all others by. So $12 bottle, I'm enjoying it and plan to probably buy it again. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. Show notes are on Liquor and the Core Connoisseur. You can also find the show on your favorite podcast platform. The show's on social media. Most active on Facebook and Instagram. I've been hearing from some listeners lately, and I love that. Suggestions for spirits to cover, questions, I like answering those. I like going off and doing research. So if there's something that's bugging you, or you just want to learn more about something, reach out. Maybe I'll turn it into an episode. And as always, thank you for listening.